Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Recorded live. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to yet another interview here at the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Today, I am speaking with Billy the Kid of Billy the Kid and the Regulators. Billy the Kid and the Regulators Regulators are a high-powered, guitar-driven, rhythm and blues band based in the Pittsburgh area. Band leader Billy Ivanashko is widely known across the Steel City for his impassioned lyrics, seductive vocals, and, of course, stinging guitar riffs. Together with his band, the Regulators, they deliver a well-balanced dose of funky rhythm and blues, with heart and soul being the main ingredient. Playing countless of club, countless clubs and festivals throughout the country, the band attracts fans with their fresh mix and interpretation of the iconic R&B experience. Welcome, Billy the Kid, to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. How are you? Good, man. How are you doing, brother? Oh, real good. Um, <clears throat> well, Bill... How the heck did you get started in music? Tell us, take us to the, take us to the beginning. How did you get well, into this whole guitar and singing the blues thing? Well, yeah, I'll tell you what. My dad, Nick Evanoshko, he was, uh, you know, I grew up, you know, modest beginnings. You, I mean, you and I kind of know each other, so you, you get an idea because you're from this area. But, uh, but Bill, Billy and I know each other, just so, like, you guys understand. Um, we actually played together a few times, um, and we're, we're both from the same area, so, uh, yeah. So just to give everybody a little background, go ahead. <laughs> well, you know, I, I grew up in Aliquippa, and my dad had, you know, my dad had very good taste in music. My parents are young. You know, my dad is only uh, 21 years older than me, and my mother's 17 years older than me. So the generation gap's not real, real big. And, uh, they, you know, the hippies, bikers, you know, from western Pennsylvania, <laughs> hard work, and, you know, blue-collar people. That's how I grew up, you know. But uh, I was about in eighth or ninth grade. And I started getting, like, I was always, you know, singing and stuff. And I was in, like, R&B and hip-hop and all that good stuff. And my dad said to me, he goes, you know what? You want to hear some really good music? And I just looked at him and I'm like, yeah. He goes, I think you'll like us. He goes, this is, this is what everything you're listening to came from. And my dad put in Steve Ray Vaughan, Texas Flood. And I'll never forget that moment in my life. I mean, that's the reason why I play a flying V and do my own thing, because... The last thing I wanted to do was try and be Stevie because as much as I tried, I realized that was never going to happen. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but that's what introduced me to him. Then I went back and I started listening to Albert King and B.B. King and Freddie King, who I love. And then, you know, with the, you know, the other rock and roll influences, the Rolling Stones, you know, all that good stuff. But the last couple of years, most of my influences have been like guys that I've actually played with and have been my friends. So like Damon Fowler, J.P. Soares, Jerika Singleton. Michael Burks, rest in, rest in peace. Um, Bernard Allison, he's really been like, a, like huge mentors to me. All these guys, Jason Ritchie, you know, uh, Victor Wainwright, you know, Anthony Gomes. I mean, these guys, and, and I got to meet them right here in Pittsburgh, you know, either opening up for them or hanging out with them or, you know, watching, you know, my friends open up for them. And uh, it's, it's been, for me, it's been like today, I was, I was driving down, down the road and I, I was listening to the Beatles. I was listening to the Magical Mystery Tour, and I was thinking to myself, that's exactly what my life has been like since I got into the blues. 
So you were so you were listening to like the radio. <clears throat> Your dad pulls you aside and says, "Hey, check this out." And this is where um, this this is how you really got started. Are you self-taught guitarist, or did you study with somebody um, other than your the yeah, mentors that you mentioned? Well, the the guy that was the main influence on me, and actually, I gotta I gotta correct myself. I mean, I listened to Steve Ray Vaughan, but the guy that grabbed me the most was right here from Pittsburgh. Actually, he's from Alexandria, Virginia, but he lived here in Pittsburgh. Was Mr. Glenn Pavone? Of and course. Glenn taught me everything that I know. For the most part, that's the guy that really, I mean, I was stationed in, in Andrews Air Force Base when I was like 22, 21, 23 years old. And Glenn would come down to Alexander to visit his dad. He would make it a point to stop at Andrews to bring me a wah-wah pedal or just to give me a lesson, you know, or just, or just to see how I was doing. You know what I mean? That guy, to me, for whatever reason, he took me under his wing. And I'll forever be grateful for that. Well, that that's really important. Um, most of the people that that achieve like anything in life, in in general, have somebody that kind of takes them in and says, you know, hey, let you know, let's work together. Let me work with you. Um, it's, it's important to have mentors. And um, I mean, you knew Glenn. Uh, that's great. Yeah, I knew Glenn. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I I saw him play a few times. Yeah, he was an amazing guitar player. Nicest <clears> guy, nicest guy I ever met, man. On yeah, very, yeah, very low key, very sweet man, and like a sweet spirit about him. Um, so, so how do, so, so when do you start, so when does it come that you now have your, now you've got your band, Billy the Kid and the Regulators, did you play in other bands, like how did you come up? Well, I, I started out, I had a band, my first band was called Shades of Blue, and it was from people all from down there in Beaver County, and, uh, you know, I started out with that, and then I started Billy the Kid and the Regulators, and it took me a couple of years, like, to find the right, like, the formula, the right mix, the right guys, mm-hmm. and, but I spent, you know, six years playing with Willie Tri and the Bluescasters and it was Fred DeLue on keys. If not him, uh um I'm sorry, what's his name? Uh <laughs> Well the uh Harry Harry uh Harry uh, uh Alley Harry. You know Harry I'm talking about, Harry McCorkle. Okay. Him on bass, Freddie Sykes on drums, Gil Snyder would be on keys, if not him, Fred DeLue, me and Warren King on guitar with Willie Tri for six years. And that was that was cool. That's exactly what that was. Well, if you're playing with Warren and those guys, yeah. Uh, they, my job was rhythm guitar. Occasionally they let me take one, but Warren King, man, you know he was he was dying when I got him, but I, I got him at his best. <clears throat> so these, so what's your so <laughs> so so you, this is how you come up with the guitar, and you said you've always been singing. Um, so so how so you, now you're you've got your own band, Billy Kid and the Regulators. You you write songs. How is what is your approach to songwriting? Because you know I'm listening to your latest, listening to your latest record, and it's definitely um, R and B. I mean I'm not yeah, hearing a lot of the I'm not hearing a lot of those traditionals. More like uh, straight up blues. Not that this isn't blues, but it, to, just to make the distinction, well, it's more R and B. So you seem to be in that. You seem to be kind of you know settled into that sound, and it's very cool with it, especially with a lot of guitar like that. I mean, the cool part about this record is that I wasn't trying to make a blues record. Okay. I was making a Billy Evan Oshko record. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, Pittsburgh uh, blues legend uh, Jimmy Daugherty, you know, he was playing spot with me and hanging out, and you know, he brought you know, the material that he brought to the, you know, to the table, and it was unbelievable. So, 
he started working on that. I mean, how many bands, you know, like we go out five piece now, Jimmy, you know, unfortunately he's having some health issues with his knees and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, we got five piece, but we managed to put three guitars on the, on that record without it becoming a train wreck. Cause everybody was doing what they were supposed to do. This, the approach on this thing was not to make anything that was, you know, if it had blues influences, cool. And there's a couple of blues, blues things that we put on it, but we did our, we did our own thing with it. It was about, you know, saying, Hey, look, this is who we are. This is how we perceive it, how we feel it, and we're going to be honest with it, for better or for worse. If you hate it, you hate it. But you know what? I feel much better about myself for being able to say that, you know, we put out exactly who we are. How did, how did, how did uh, Damon, uh, Damon Fowler produce the record? Um, how did you get involved with Damon? Well, I've known Damon for a couple of years. I mean, I met Damon years ago, and uh you know, we just hung out, played together a couple of times. Like I, I've been hosting the, uh, the Air Blues Festival in Wheeling for the last 10 years, you know, and, and all those guys have come out and sat in with us and stuff. And he, uh, you know, he, he do, for whatever reason, we just got, we just got on. I mean, he's just like a regular dude, you know, somebody that I would just, I would hang out with and meet with more guitar players, you know, and we just got to yeah. talking one day and I said to him, I said, Hey, I said, you know, I want to put out a real record. And he's like, well, you, you ain't going to get a producer. And I said, so, you know, why don't you just do it? I trust your judgment. Just do it, you know? And because he, he's never done one. I said, you know, I'll be, I'll be your guinea pig. And, uh, <laughs> but he ended up coming in. He ended up doing it for us. And it just worked out great. I mean, it was fun because he let me be me. But, like, he made sure that, I mean, he showed me different things about what, I, what I'm capable of doing with, with the assets that I have. You know, because when you know yourself, you're a musician. You know, you know what you know, and, and you know what you're good at and what you're not good at. With him, he got, he brought stuff out of me that I didn't even realize that I could do. That was the cool part. Now, but your previous now your previous uh, records, you self-produced. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so what was there? Now, now you have a good relationship with Damon, so uh, you know, obviously there wasn't going to be much apprehension. Um, did you feel just sort of feel like it just kind of gave you the freedom to kind of just play without having to worry about with him being there with him being there it's like he didn't micromanage he let me do whatever i wanted to do for the most part but like if i did something he'd like it but he'd be like well okay on the end of that note do this make it cleaner like he just he really just you know he let me be me you know what i mean which is great because you know he he's my friend but it's still intimidating he's damon fowler i mean (laughs) to me and you who know what about the blues and and what cash is really out there he's damon fowler you know, where did where did you guys record? You didn't record in Pittsburgh, did you? No, we did Tony's Treasures, uh, Catas, Ohio, okay, with Mark, Mark Puskarich and uh, Cody uh, Wrongshot. Um, now, now, who who played on the record with you? Now, I I, I saw well, the Jason, I want to ask you about Jason Ritchie too, but um, now who who's the but who's like the band? Okay, the band was uh, me, Jimmy Doherty, my cousin John Malacorsa. Um, Brian Edwards, who you know on drums, and Arnold mm-hmm. Spagger on bass. We had Yuba Bay play keys, and then we brought in Reggie, Rick Matt, and Reggie Watkins, Rick Matt, and J.D. Chasen to do all the horn parts, and then Yolanda Barber did all the female vocals. But I got hooked up with the studio through Sean Carney. So Sean Carney ended up coming to the end of playing on, on a couple tracks. Michael Kessling was there just hanging out, and he ended up doing a vocal part and a guitar part just because he was there. I mean, it was, like, it was really cool the way, the way it went down. And, uh, you know, with those guys there and, you know, Damon played on a track, but Jimmy Doherty, you know, 
you know, Pittsburgh Blues legend, a lot of people don't know. I mean, a lot of the good records that came out of Pittsburgh, Wayne and Wild, Ruth and Chisholm, Charles record, now my record, he wrote, you know, both of those records in half a month. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so writing is writing is collaborative with you. Always. I mean, yeah. here's how here's how I do it. Right or wrong. I if I have a song, it's like three verses and the hook, but there's one line that's missing. That thing will sit on the shelf forever. But if somebody comes over and they complete that last line where it's right, mm-hmm. like my cousin will do that. He'll come over and then, okay, bam, we split now. Because I'm not I'm not greedy about it. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. I just I, I, I just my nightmare is waking up and going back to a 40-hour work, uh, a week job, you know, <laughs> getting bitched at, you know, and, and that kind of thing. You know what I mean? I, I, I kind of look at it like this. I was in the Air Force. I did 11 years, six years, you know, active duty, five in the reserves. And, you know, not that I don't want to work, but, hey, man, just let me do what I do. And if I suck, I suck. But if I'm good, you know, I just want to make a living, be able to afford to keep doing this. Because, you know, without music, man, life, life to me would be too, too boring. I don't know what I would do. I don't know what I would do. I'd lose my mind. <laughs> how did you get, how did Jason, because Jason Ritchie's on a couple of tracks too, and uh, he's a fantastic harp player. Now, how did you get, how did Jason Ritchie get involved with the project? Well, backstory is that I've, I've known Jason Ritchie since like 2005. And first time I met him, he came to my after jam down in Wheeling. And we ended up in his hotel room, and he was playing like the cuts for, uh, um, the, I think it was, I don't know if it was Silverstein's records, but anyway, the, the record that had the Decahedron on, that was one of the tracks. Okay. I heard all that shit before it was even out, you know what I mean? Before he even, it was released or like mixed or any of that stuff. He was playing it for me. That's how we met. And we just had so much fun playing together. And like, we, I guess you could say like a kindred spirit, like an, like an older brother, like he'd been through the ringer, right? you know what I mean? Everybody got their story, but you know, he just felt the need to take me under his wing, you know, to that degree. You know, and, and he was playing in Wheeling while I was doing the session, and I just, I called him. I said, hey, man, would you be willing to, you know, let me kidnap you? Because I was only, like, 45 minutes away. I skipped him up. He was supposed to do one track. He li- he liked the record after listening to it. He's like, you know, man, I'm here. Let me just cut tracks with you. And he cut, what, five tracks? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, did, did, did I compensate him for it? Yeah, but I had to force him to take it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Seriously. Because I, I wouldn't have felt right about it, but I had to give him something. But you know, I'm not going to say what it was. But like, he 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 just wanted to be a part of it, and that's very special to me. Because that's Jason Ritchie, and a lot of people don't realize that's the best harmonica player in the world. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's the man. So, what is uh, so? What are you guys doing? Are, are you guys touring now? What's 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 coming up for you guys? Well, we got a couple. We're trying to put some stuff together. We're doing we're doing a show out in Bethlehem. PA, uh, Toys for Talks, uh, Talks thing, December 11th, and we're trying to put together some routing gigs right now. It's, it's kind of tough because I'm still doing it myself. Um, uh, Bruce Wheeler, my friend uh, and Leland Wheeler, there. You know, hopefully after the first year, when you get the ball rolling with that, they started a new uh, like, a, like a booking agency, mm-hmm. uh, Harris Music Management. I've known Bruce forever. I trust him. I'm trying to build my tour history. You know, I mean, all I want to do is work. Come see the band. Check us out. You know what I mean? Believe me, you won't be disappointed. We we ain't lazy, and we don't sound like anybody else. <laughs> That's a killer band, and 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 uh, uh, Billy. I mean, let's, it's always been good, man. Like anytime I've ever heard you guys. I mean, over the years. So likewise, uh, you too, man. Tight tight outfit. Um, now in the in the in the blues the, the, the scene that you're in the blues scene uh, respectively. 
what is there anything about the blues scene that you wish was a little different, would like to see change, would like to see improved? I'd like to see the local scene do what they're supposed to do. Okay. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Because <laughs> okay. right now there's a lot of talent and and they're just not, you know, yeah, we want you guys to have a good time too, but, you know, support your local scene. Don't don't, don't tell me that your job is to pr- promote blues music, not local bands. And you're supposed to be, you know, supporting blues. Don't do that. You know, support all of it because if you don't nurture your own scene, it will die. It will die. And we have a huge hist- we have a great history here. I mean, we have a great heritage here in Pittsburgh. I mean, some 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 amazing musicians um, have come out of here, and so, there's been some amazing musicians that really didn't break nationally. And some that we've met, you and I have just talked about here. And uh, it is really um, there's some amazing talent here, Bill. I mean, that's absolutely, and you're absolutely right. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I mean, truth be told, I mean, I don't want all that you know, that Britney Spears, red carpet, all that stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, if that happened, I could deal with it, whatever. Because I mean, you know I mean? Because I, I know what it is, you know? Yeah. But all I want to do is make a living, and I want my town to raise up, you know, its scene, nurture it, take care of it. And that's going to be my, and that's my mission, whether maybe I'm naive to think like this, but I've talked to, you know, some big people that you know, Sherry Richards, one of the hardest yeah. working you know, R&B, blues, you, you name it, she could do it. The girl got soul. You know, some of the stuff that she's doing, and, you know, Billy Price, these guys, we're trying to keep it alive. You know what I mean? I mean, as much as, as I think about the, the the national and, you know, international shows and stuff, I'm Pittsburgh proud. You know what I mean? I want when, yeah. people, when people say Pittsburgh, I want them to think excellence, city of champions, because that's what we are. And yeah. that's the standard. Like, you know, the Steelers say the standard is the standard. That's the city. Yeah. That's, that's the city saying. The standard is the standard. You know, be a professional. Yeah. Do, your, do your job. Give it, give it your all every time you play. What, um, what advice would you give? I mean, if you've been, you've been at this a while now. I mean, in many, in many ways, uh, uh, I mean, you are. You're a veteran. Of, of of the of the this of the, of the music scene, not just a Pittsburgh music scene, but just in, of music in general. What advice would you give to like the 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 kids, the the younger people coming up? Pay attention. You never get too old to learn something. Always try to learn something. Don't get big too big for yourself. And respect the gift that God gave you because it could be taken away at any time. And know the history. Know where the crap comes from. Know what you're talking about. I mean, anybody could go out there and buy a Strat and copy Stevie Ray. I, God love him. I love Stevie Ray. But that ain't the blues. That's a little piece of it. He just happened to be somebody that, you know, catapulted him more into the public spotlight. And God bless him for that because that's the, he's one of the reasons why I'm doing it. But, you know, there, there's always been one, there's already been one Stevie Ray. Be yourself. You know, Contribute your verse and be honest with it. Tell because that's the thing about music, and you know this. You can you can lie all you want to girls and lie all you want to whoever, <laughs> but music, you, when you play, one hundred percent honest. You know. Yeah, you people that know because for real people that know music, know, they'll, they'll pick up what you're putting down. They'll know what you're saying. Um. Well, that's that's absolutely true. Uh, and speak and speaking of, uh, you know, people picking up on what you're putting down, and, and uh, what 
in your opinion, just 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 whatever. The, the, there's the, the artists that are out now, the, the guys that are coming up. And other than our other than our wonderful scene here uh, in Pittsburgh, who, who are some of your favorite up and coming guys? Oh, dude, Victor Wainwright, J.P. Soares, Damon Fowler, uh, Jerika Singleton. Uh, Amanda Fish, Samantha Fish, uh, yeah, the both, both the sisters, the younger, the, the younger uh, Amanda, she she's out now. Like everybody knows Samantha from playing the guitar, but Amanda's a killer vocalist, killer vocalist. Gina Cecilia from originally from Philly, she's great. Gracie Coran, you know Brandon Santini, my man Timo Arthur plays in that band. I mean Matt Isbell from Ghost Town Blues, Mr. Sip, Castro Coleman's a bad, he's a bad dude. Selwyn Birchwood, Betty Fox, Branson Welsh. You know, I mean, there's some there's some hot cats out there, man, and, and it's cool because it's, you know, it's 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 alive and well, but like the people, the powers that be, got to let it break through, man, and nurture it because there's some real good there's some real good stuff out there right now, and it's really original and it, and it's fresh. I mean, there's I mean, yeah, people want to be blues Nazis and be snobs, okay, you be that all you want, but the blues is a living thing, and if it's gonna live, everything that lives changes and it branches off. I mean, am I straight blues? No. You know what I mean? Because right. I can't do Muddy Waters better than Muddy Waters than Muddy Waters. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to do me. I'm going to do me. You know, I mean, you know, some people get a little mad. You know, I'm, I'm not going to say who. You know, oh, look at this little skinny skinny cat up there, you know, being all trying to be trying to be ghetto. And I'm like, you ain't from Aliquippa, are you? I ain't trying shit. That's who I am. You know what I mean? You know, you come live here. You come grow up how I did. You know, meet my mother. My mother, my mother God bless her, I love her. But I'm tell you right now, if I needed my ass, well, believe me, she did. Sometimes even if I didn't need it, she did it, and, if I, and, and then would tell, and then would tell me that's for next time. You know what I'm saying? Seriously. You know, I mean, you know, you're Italian. Yeah. Well, you, you, you're a guy with real soul. You know, what I mean, when you, when you speak, I mean, it's very, it's very obvious. That uh, what, what's coming out is the real deal. You're not pulling any punches. You're not putting on any putting on any airs. You know, I mean, I try to do that at first. You know, what I mean, I, you know, I try to play ball and do all that. And yeah, I did some stuff I shouldn't have did. You know what I mean? Because you know, I, I took it personal. Yeah. You know, but I, I never went out to hurt nobody, and I always helped everybody any chance I got. I just didn't like getting you know getting messed around. But I looked like this. I wouldn't have it any other way because that's 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 what made me as real as I am. Because that's that stuff right there. No matter how hard I tried to be what they wanted me to be, it was like they let me right at the door but wouldn't open that door. Yeah. The second I said hell with it and just said I'm being me, for better or for worse, for better or for worse, you know, I ain't living it up and living lavishly, you know what I mean? I work like I'm a working man. But I still get to play music, and God bless that, you know? Because that's all, any, any more than that, man, it's gravy, you know, but... What the people like, you know, personally, they, you know, especially where we're from, because you know how hard it is here in Pittsburgh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it's definitely, the, the, it's definitely the, hurting the, your the, playing. The big thing is, is the, the musicians who know me, they know they 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 know there ain't nothing fake with that. They know I'm I'm a, I'm, a, I'm as real as it gets, for better or for worse. Everybody know anybody who knows me knows where they stand with me. <laughs> um. Before we uh, wrap up, there's a couple of things I wanted to, to ask you about because one of the things I really love about the new the new record is I love um, I love the guitar tone. Um, it's really it's really pure. 
And I wanted to kind of ask you your approach when you sit down. And when you say, I mean, you're a heart and soul guy. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm gonna say answer, what it is. The answer gonna, is going to be you just play what you feel. But can you talk a little bit about your No, I'm, I'm, actually, I'll elaborate. Okay. You're going to laugh because <laughs> right, right before I played, or right before I did the CD, I, I played to you a couple months before that. Yeah. Down in Corey office. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I was running a super reverb and pedals and all kinds of, all kinds of stuff. My uncle... Frank Stephanie, who works on all my amps. Frank's Automotive, Broadhead Road, Hobo Township. You want your car face or you want your amp face? That's the dude. Let me tell <laughs> okay. you. I'm, I've, I'm serious. He looks at me, he goes, I come back from Wheeling or from, or from Memphis. I mean, come back, got third at the IBC. And I, you know, I was feel pretty good about that. And I come up here, you know, my chest a little out, you know what I mean? And trying to tell him, because he's been like a father to me. He's my godfather. I mean, he looks at me and he says, Sit down, young boy. Let me tell you why you suck. And I said, huh? He goes, shut up. Let me tell you. He's old school type. And he handed me a 1965 Firebird, non-reverse. Plugged me straight into a 1959 Tweed Deluxe through an Echoplex, an old EP2 Echoplex. And made me play through that. And once I played through that, I looked at him and I said, that's what's missing. Straight, straight in is the way to go. Words and knobs on the guitar. Be honest with your playing. That's my and that's my and that goes to my advice to anybody coming up playing. Hell with trying to be like somebody else and being fast and all that. Mean what you say. Well, there you have it, folks. I don't think I. I mean, I that that was fantastic, Billy. Um, you, I'm you, just being you, honest, gave, man. you gave you gave a really you you really laid it out there and. Um, and, and I think, and guys, when you go check out uh, Billy the Kid and the Regulators, I mean, the personality that you're hearing here, it all comes out on the stage and in the playing. It's it's really cool, and I, I really uh, recommend that everybody go out and uh, get the new, uh, get the latest record. Uh, I can't change, and I think that's a well, what's a great title, huh? I'm trying to be truthful, man. That's it. <laughs> I can't change. Yeah, um, if I if I can't tell the truth on an interview with you, who I know, <laughs> then what, what am I doing, right? Exactly. Um, can you? Is there anything? Is there anything you'd like to plug before we wrap up here, Bill? You know, all I want to say is, you know what? People that are out there trying to do this, yeah, it's hard. But you know what? It is worth it. You ain't. You may not get rich, but if you could be able to do this and not have to go to a forty-hour-a-week job working for the man doing something you don't want to do and squandering your talent, God gave you a gift. Do something good with it. If you can make some money with it too, cool. But use your gift. Don't squander your talent. The saddest thing in life, not to quote a Bronx tale, but it's the truth. The saddest thing in life is wasted talent. Amen, brother. I tell you, you're not going to hear uh, any argument from me on that. Uh, guys, go check out uh, BillyTheKidAndTheRegulators.com. Uh, the, 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 the little shows and everything are there. There's some uh, great information. You can get all the information on getting the record there. I highly recommend it. This is a really good uh, sounding record. Not only is it a good sounding record, it's a great playing, very impassioned. Uh, some of my favorite guitar work uh in a while on this record. So, all right, Bill, you have a great, uh, you, we, we, what are you doing next? You got something, uh, you guys rehearsing or something tonight? Uh, no, I'm actually working on, I'm actually, I'm working on some gear tonight is what I'm done. I haven't gotten to the point where I got a tech. I got to do it myself, <laughs> but you know what? At least, at least I get, I get to work on a 1959 tweed deluxe. So it's not like, you know, no PC board. It's something cool. 
<laughs> cool, man. All right. Hey, Bill, all right, hang, on, hang on for a second here. I'm going to end the recording, right. and, we'll, and we'll wrap up. All right, all right. guys, uh, go to uh, BillyTheKidAndTheRegulators.com, and you can uh, check out everything that they're doing, and we'll see you guys next time on the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.